ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling Podcast. I have a special guest today with me. I have Rebecca. I almost said Canavan, but it is Grant now and has been for a long time. But I first knew her as Rebecca Canavan in our college days. So fun fact about Rebecca. She is a triplet and they are from Ireland. Your parents are missionaries in Ireland, correct? Yes, they are. Okay. Awesome. And so her and her two brothers would always sing in school. So that's like most of my memories of Becca from college. But we are quite a few years away from our (laughs) college time and we've had families now and are in ministry. Um, But I've loved keeping in touch with you. And so Becca's going to share some really exciting stuff later, but I'm just going to let her introduce a little bit more about her family and where God has them right now. Well, like Brittany said, we knew each other in college and we've both moved on into different places in ministry. Um, I'm married to Daniel Grant and I have two kiddos, Tegan, who is four, Theo, who is two, and a third one on the way, due in just a couple weeks. So we're loving that, and we just moved to Maine a couple months ago. Um, My husband is co-pastoring, kind of transitioning into becoming the senior pastor Mm -hmm. uh, in a period of time, and um, we're just so excited to be here, loving our new ministry and uh, people here. So that's where we're at. Awesome. Maine. I would love to go to Maine. I've never been that far north, but oh, if I could go. It is so beautiful. We had only ever visited, you know, like in the winter, spring, and it was just cold. And I cannot tell you how gorgeous the summer is here. And like fall uh, just starting to hint that it's coming and I just can't yes. wait. So I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, great. Well, I wanted to have Becca on the podcast today to just talk about the topic of simple, natural living. So she shared some different things on her Instagram, um, just different, uh, like, okay, dishwasher detergent was one that she makes her own with essential oils and different things, really just trying to reduce some of the toxins in our home. Um, Some different, like, nail polish remover, a couple different things that she shared that I've tried. And, And I know for Simeon and I, in our own home, We've really tried to get away from a lot of like chemical-laden products, um, whether it's in our medicine cabinet or in our laundry room or kitchen or so many things. Um, and so Becca's just shared some really helpful information on that. So I wanted to have her on this podcast episode to just talk about kind of how she was led into kind of simplifying some of these areas a little bit more and just give us some practical tips for if this is something that you want to implement on your home, how to do it, because it can be a little bit of an overwhelming thing to kind of work through. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So she's just going to share some of her journey and then just some practical changes that you can make to really try to have a more simple and natural lifestyle. Okay. Well, like Brittany said, it's definitely been a journey over the last four or five years. It started probably pretty soon after I got married. Um, I just... I have always kind of struggled with headaches, but it got to a point where I was having migraines multiple times a week, 
and things just seemed to be building and you know I went to the doctor and they ran blood tests and they were checking my thyroid and possible PCOS and just like I was having mm-hmm. all these crazy symptoms and it made me really nervous to start going down the 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 let's do all these tests line of questioning yeah. and I was like whoa wait a second I mm, I don't know if I want to do this and I just yeah. that brought me into kind of just researching well during that time there was a lady in our church um, a sweet older lady who um was all about the oils and everything and I had never even heard of that I was like what is this and she had like a party and so I went and you know I bought lemon oil because it was like the cheapest mm-hmm. one and I was like well who doesn't love lemon you know I can use it for something <laughs> and it is so okay this might be a TMI but like it helped my husband get rid of a wart and I like started seeing like little ways so I was yes. like wow that actually like that actually worked what yeah and then on my husband's side of things in the journey how that factored in is is he has from a child every winter always gotten sick it becomes bronchitis pneumonia mm. he has to go on steroids antibiotics oh, wow. breathing treatments and I never saw that and so when I saw it when we got married and you know he thought it was normal because mm-hmm. from a kid and I was like what that's that's so not normal <laughs> like every yeah. winter what yes <laughs> and so I reached out to that lady and I was like hey is there anything more natural that could help him like it just goes into pneumonia so fast and his body has a really hard time fighting this and so she gave me some options and it helped him recover much quicker and it made me think wow this you know a more natural option could be as effective as um maybe the regular medical thing that we would follow I'm not going to speak against medicine at all I know it definitely has its place but if there's a more natural option I want to take that so that's what kind of started pointing us in that direction and um, then when I had kids, of course, that you just look at your home in a whole different light yes. <laughs> when you have kiddos and protecting them. And, yeah. and I had started to see how it was helping us. You know, it wasn't an immediate fix. So I did. I had a cousin who introduced me more to oils. And I don't want to make this all about oils, but it's definitely helped me in ways that I can mm-hmm. integrate it into my life. And so slowly I started learning that and seeing things. And I had started changing out products that I used for less toxic Mm -hmm. options and things like that and it just hit me one day it wasn't like a grand change but I was like wow I haven't had a headache in a month you know and I and I I haven't this that you know I was never super sick but just enough to be like wow and then we went through one winter using oils and different products and my husband didn't Mm -hmm. get sick that winter or if he did he fought it off quick no bronchitis no no pneumonia and I am so excited to tell you that we haven't ever since we have started this more non-toxic more natural way of living I guess you could say um we've gotten sick but and he even had COVID last year and Mm -hmm. I was nervous because knowing that history with his lungs yeah um and obviously, first and foremost, I say that it's the Lord protecting us, mm-hmm. but I believe he's definitely shown us that there are things that can support our immune system and our bodies. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a wonderful thing to be able to know that we can support our families and mm-hmm. their health through more natural options. Yeah. Well, I'm even thinking in some of that it can be preventative things too, Mm -hmm. like trying to get ahead of it. You know, in the fall and winter, we try to take elderberry and different things that just kind of, you know, instead of like, 
getting sick and then trying to use medication or whatever to correct the problem. Mm-hmm. Just trying to be healthy and just take good cares of care of the bodies that God's given us. Absolutely. And I, I wouldn't want to miss that. Um, definitely. I believe that aspect of more natural living helped us in our food, realizing mm-hmm. what foods we were eating, being more careful about that, which definitely affects your health and your body yeah. and moving our bodies more and all those things interplay and affect your body in a really big way. So mm-hmm. um, I guess that's kind of, in a nutshell, our little journey into more natural living, but, um, and that's, it's developed from there and many different aspects of our life, but that's, I guess where it Mm -hmm. started. So, um, I, you wanted me to kind of just talk about toxins in the home kind of, I split it up into two main categories. Yeah. You started talking about like switching out some products Mm -hmm. in your home. Um, why? <laughs> well, I, I started researching. Um, it was kind of like, well, what is wrong? You know, we have all, I don't want to bad mouth any brands or anything, but we've all used yeah. Lysol our whole lives, right? And mm-hmm. everybody does it. And, you know, as you start looking into it, it's kind of like, oh, maybe that isn't the best option. And the, yeah. so the information I'm going to share about these toxins, I really want to be careful. I don't want to share it to cause fear or overwhelm. Um, or even make, you know, you feel guilty. Wow, I've been using this all this time and I didn't know. You know, that's that's okay. I believe that, like, in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, mm-hmm. of love, and a sound mind. And just recognizing, ultimately, that He is in control. And He's sovereign. He holds us in the palm of our hand, no matter what's in our homes or not in our homes. Yeah. But I do believe He's given us a sound mind. So that we can care for our homes and protect our children to the best of our ability, to the best of our knowledge. And that knowledge, Mm -hmm. I believe, can always be growing. And I just take this really seriously as an aspect of being a gatekeeper in our homes. Um, We are so careful in so many different ways with our children and protecting our home and as a haven. And I believe this definitely plays in to that aspect so that's Mm -hmm. part of the reason it's so important to me and maybe a little bit passionate about it yes um but I guess I'll go ahead and just jump into toxins in the home what are these toxins where are they Mm -hmm. found that sort of thing yeah um so there are a lot just to be honest so I, (laughs) I try to simplify it I have two main categories and I'll just run through a couple underneath each if that makes sense sure yes so a top one um that I'm gonna start with is fragrance and you'll see that word in a list of ingredients on the back of if you read ingredients and that would be something I would encourage you to start reading mm-hmm. ingredients so I, it that's a good first me. step yes yes when I started probably first with food doing that as I was on this journey mm-hmm. and then I started looking and when you look at the back of something and it's really long that's just like a really good indication right off the start or you can't pronounce it or, yes. you, or there's a lot of big words that you've never seen and you have no idea what that is now granted some there are scientific names for natural things yes. that you still don't yeah. know what they are. So it's not like you have to understand every word, but that's just yeah. a, a good hint right there. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, fragrance will be listed um, and it will just say fragrance, but this is an umbrella loophole for over 3,000 different chemicals that can lead to allergies, skin sensitivities, asthma, neurotoxicity, um, 
and they don't have to be disclosed. They're protected under a sort of like copyright fragrance, like that's specific to that, um, mm-hmm. not ingredient, that product. And so mm-hmm. they don't have to disclose what that fragrance is. But the thing is, the average fragrance blend usually contains at least 12 ingredients. And you don't know what they are. So under fragrance is the first one I'll talk about. It's phthalates. And that's P, starts with a P, P-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. And it's used as a plasticizer or a solvent to make a fragrance last longer. So mm-hmm. that's why a perfume will linger on the skin for hours after it's sprayed or laundry soap. You can still smell it for days afterwards, that sort of thing. You might think, okay, what's what's the big deal? But, and we'll talk more about this, it's an endocrine disruptor. Um, and the chemical fragrances that are linked with that are linked to repro- reproductive system abnormalities. Um, they're found in laundry soap, toys, and obviously the fragrance of perfumes. So mm-hmm. as I started in this journey, I started cutting out perfumes, which really gave me headaches anyway. This I couldn't yeah. handle the smells very well anyway. <laughs> so that was probably one reason I stopped having headaches. Yes. But, um, these phthalates, um, which are fragrance, really can throw a wrench in your hormones and your reproductive mm-hmm. system. Um, so I'm going to try to keep it simple there and move on, and then we'll tie it all together at the end. So yeah. preservatives are probably one of the other big toxins that we find in a lot of our products um Mm -hmm. you've probably heard of parabens and sulfates they're kind of coming out with paraben free sulfate free those would be preservatives um sulfates let me clarify sulfates isn't exactly a preservative it's just usually used in conjunction with parabens and things like that that's actually a foaming Mm -hmm. agent so when soap is really bubbly or shampoo is really, really lathers up, it's usually because mm-hmm. it contains a sulfate. Um, but those can cause skin and eye irritation, and they can tend to just accumulate in your vital organs, which is not what you want to happen. Yeah. Um, and then parabens are the chemical preservatives that are linked to excess est- estrogen, um, cycle issues, cancer, uh, PCOS, and all that sort of thing. Really mm-hmm. hormone inhibitors and they're found in our cosmetics our um, skin care body care hair care they're just they're found in so many things and they have tricky little names sometimes they're called parabens sometimes they're called other things I won't go into Mm -hmm. all the other names that they can be called by um but then you have phenols and the full name is phenooxyethanol or whatever uh-huh. but you'll see it listed as both and yeah. that's a preservative that's absorbed by the skin and it causes skin irritation headache nausea in some cases vomiting drowsiness allergies it can be toxic to your kidneys and it's found a lot of times in mascara Face cleansers, shampoo, moisturizers, cosmetics, obviously perfume, etc. But one little note on this is um, it's derived from benzene, which is a known carcinogen, which if anybody's interested in this at all and you've kind of watched the sunscreen thing through the summer, maybe you've heard about benzene, um, lots of sunscreen being recalled, that same ingredient in those recalled sunscreens is also tied with these phenols that are preserved in many, many of our products, cleansing Mm -hmm. sprays, mouthwash, that sort of thing as well. Um, And then 
one that I really can't even say the name, Mesolithylenone or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That's a pro- preservative that's found in cosmetics and a lot of household cleaning products. And they'll shorten it and use different like parts of it. It's, it's crazy. They have all these abbreviations that kind of yeah. just throw you off. But it was listed as the allergen of the year for 2013. And it, <laughs> um, one of the scary things, not scary, one of the things that really makes you stop is that it, um, it does a lot of damage to the nervous system. Yeah. Um, but those are some of the, I hope that wasn't confusing. I just wanted to list a couple so yeah. that you can have an idea in your head when you're reading in a, a label to look for fragrance. Um, look for mm-hmm. those phthalates, parabens, sulfates, phenols. And a lot of times you'll see maybe other terms that will just have a part of that word mm-hmm. in it. They're usually connected. Um, and then one more, I guess two more little notes I wanted to make here is artificial yeah. colors. And we find that more in foods, but a lot of our shampoos and things mm-hmm. like that with the dyes and colors, those do affect our body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, as far as toxins go, I wanted to talk about, because this is something that I also switched out pretty quick. And I hated to do it, because we all love them, but candles. <laughs> but candles are made out of paraffin wax. Um, yes. And you kind of think, okay, I've heard of that my whole life, maybe. But when you look into it, and I would encourage you, don't just take everything I'm saying. Look into mm-hmm. it. I've done my research, but I am not perfect. I am learning. I'm just trying to share what I've learned. You take this and let it encourage you to do your own research. Yeah. But paraffin is basically the sludge waste of the petroleum industry that they figured out how to remarket and make money off of. And so when you burn a candle, obviously they add a lot of fragrance, Uh also not good, to cover that up. And so um, when you burn a candle, the soot or the fumes actually release carcinogenic chemicals like benzene and tulene, um, similar to that released from a diesel engine or secondhand smoke, which you're like, what? But it smells so good. And you're like, no. Um, also to be there careful, goes my lilac candle. You also have to be careful of the wicks and candles. Sometimes they can tr- contain lead. I'm not even going to get into heavy metals. That's kind of like a uh-huh. whole nother topic, but that also has can have heavy metals into it. So if you're not ready to give up the candles yet, which I'm not, I have a few that I burn, especially in the winter. Look, beeswax is the very best and in fact beeswax is actually good it purifies the air um it will grab dust in the air and make it fall to the ground so beeswax is not just a better option but is actually great um and it's naturally derived um Mm -hmm. soy they can be a little bit more expensive a little bit harder to find soy is definitely a better option than say just your standard paraffin wax and they're harder to find mm-hmm. i found tj maxx usually has some good ones yeah. um but still probably not the very best but so i'm not saying never burn a candle again yes but look <laughs> at, at the back and honestly they will have warnings on the bottom if you start reading your candles they look at the bottom or under the sticker there is actually a warning on it and we just miss oh, wow. it because we're so yeah. used to it it's so marketed that's part of this yes. is that everything is just advertised and marketed as normal and well I think that's when I first started thinking about this that was one of the first things I ever had my attention drawn to was actually the label and the warnings on the back of Clorox wipes because yes. you know you get the wipe you quickly wipe down whatever you do or whatever you need to wipe and then you move on. 
But if you even read the instructions on how to use a Clorox wipe, like the surface is supposed to stay wet for so much time. I mean, the intended use on how to actually have an effective Clorox wipe is not how we all use Clorox wipes. And that was the first nice. kind of like eye-opening, like I, I'm not even reading how to use the products, much less the warning labels and the ingredients. I know, and yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that is one thing. If you actually take the time to look, a lot of your standard cleaning products that you buy from the grocery store come with warnings mm -hmm. on them. But we kind of just skip over that because it's on the advertisement on TV, so everybody uses it, so it's safe, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and if the last two years has taught us anything, it's to maybe ask some questions, yes. right? Yes, <laughs> So, um, read labels. At the very least, read labels and read the warnings. Yeah. Um, so, I told you all that information about toxins and what they are, why they're not so great. Um, but why are they an issue? How do they affect our bodies? So, the biggest thing probably about a lot of these products, and I'm mainly focusing on what we put on our skin, whether it be through or inhale, whether it's a cleaning product or a, you know, beauty product, is that they are endocrine disruptors. And I don't want to be wordy, but I want to read you this de definition from national, the National Institute of Environmental Health Science. It says many chemicals, both natural and man-made, may mimic or interfere with the hormones known as the endocrine system. These chemicals are linked with developmental, reproductive brain, immune, and other problems. Mm. So all that to say, when we say endocrine disruptors, we're talking about your endocrine system, obviously, in your body, which is basically controls all your hormones, and it's connected with your thyroid and your adrenals. And those, in turn, everything, God made our body so incredibly. Mm -hmm. Everything is so interconnected. But the endocrine system touches a lot of these core organs and core systems in our body. Our reproductive system being hu a huge part of it. Yeah. But even our brain and definitely our immune system. Mm -hmm. um, and it can show up as, it shows up differently in everyone. Inflammation. Um, cancer, reproductive tissues, fetal growth, male and female reproductive health, even affect um, type 2 diabetes, whether it's by obesity or other causes. Mm -hmm. It can affect mental health, cardiovascular health, thyroid function, immune function, puberty development, and then our stress responses. In other words, we all face stress, but it can alter the way that our body responds to that stress, and mm -hmm. usually not in a good way. So when we say it's an endocrine disruptor, it is altering the way that God created our bodies to be able to handle stress and our hormones to be able to aid us or work against us. Yeah. And so I know that that was definitely part of my journey. I was having, looking back, I was having major problems with hormones um, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And I'm not saying I don't, I haven't since, I mean pregnancy and all the postpartum that just throws everything for a loop right yes <laughs> but um I am thankful I feel like I would be having you know I'd have an even harder time if I was still maybe yes. dealing with some of those issues yeah so um when we talk about endocrine disruptors we're talking about our cleaning products our makeup and skin care um and then it's also when we use a lot of plastic and let me say no about plastic not just plastic in general but I've learned that 
if you're gonna have plastic, at least do not heat in the plastic. Like mm -hmm. using it for cold things in the fridge, but when you heat plastic, it actually releases chemicals into your food or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. Um, and then nonstick on pans, like Teflon pans, that's also contains many of these toxins that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, pesticides on your food, that's why that's something I only started doing in the last year or two because I didn't think it was a big deal. And then the more I've researched on it, the more I've been like, wow, I really should at least wash my fruits and vegetables. Yes. Yes. And once you do it for the first time, you're like, oh, wow, I should have been doing this all Long. Yes, I know. Um, I used to think a quick rinse was sufficient, and now I'm like, no, it needs like a, yeah. a good little bath. <laughs> right, and um, it may not have always been that way, but in the day and age we live in, yeah. um, that's just the world we live in. And so yeah. it's found in those pesticides, obviously fragrances like we've talked about, and then the artificial colors. Um, so that's endocrine disruptors. One way is that it affects our body. And um, we, we've kind of talked about this, but where are they found? Or what are the common products we come in contact with day to day where these toxins that are going to affect our endocrine system are hiding? Okay, so talking about where are these common products found, we've talked about detergent. So I thought I'd just take one of the most common detergents. Cascade that you know mm -hmm. we see a lot of advertisements for, and just just point out a few cautionary ingredients that you might find in Cascade. Um, starting with phosphates, triclosan, SLS, fragrance, DEA, MEA, TEA, chlorine, formaldehyde contaminants, ammonia, and those are all things that we probably don't want left on the residue of our dishes that we're then going to no, be eating. No, I of. actually just. <laughs> Just threw away my cascade a few days ago and switched to a recipe that you shared of much more oh. simple products. <laughs> and, it, and it really, I mean, it sounds complicated. It sounds complicated to do these switches. And we'll get there in a minute. But it's really, it's not. It really is not. And there's... Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely good reason to at least look into more natural options or yeah. doing DIYs that really are not that hard and very possible. Well, and but, I was so surprised too that it really worked well. Like, actually, does. I think my dishes are cleaner than they were with Cassie. And sometimes I think, like, okay, if I switch to something else, like I'm going to have to scrub extra hard or something. And yes. it's not the case. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. I feel like my glasses, I can tell the difference in my, you know, my glassware. I feel like it gets pretty clean. And, you know, yeah. I've done tests, like, I'm the type of person that loads her dishwasher, and basically the dishes are almost clean, honestly. <laughs> yes, I'm but, the same way. <laughs> um, I've, perp like, purposely left a greasy pan with a little bit of food on it, and it's still gotten it clean. And I'm like, yes. what? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, back to dishwasher detergents. We're talking about where some of these common toxins family dishwasher detergents. But um, when we've talked about the fragrance in air fresheners and candles, mm -hmm. basically anything artificial is going to be made with those chemicals that you're inhaling, and we just don't think about how it's affecting our body. But those personal care products, the nonstick cookware like we talked about, the plastic food containers, these are all places that these are hiding. And cosmetics is really a big one. I think most of us use cosmetics, as women, mm -hmm. <laughs> use cosmetics in some way, shape, or form, maybe not daily, but definitely weekly. And mm -hmm. so we've probably heard about clean beauty and cleaner options, and that's great. But be careful about even things like chapstick. I would kind of list 
Chapstick um, has parabens, uh, mm-hmm. synthetic dyes, undisclosed fragrances, undisclosed favors, chemical SBFs like that benzene we were talking about in the sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has, you can look right on the back of it next time you go, it has petrolatum and paraffin wax in it, plus <laughs> other waxes. And just, you're not only putting it on your skin, it's also getting into your mouth. Yeah, absorbing. And like, your <laughs> digestive system. I mean, I, sure, like, when you were a kid, who didn't need a little bit of chapstick, right? Yes. You know? But, Lip smackers. <laughs> I know. But, um, and one thing in all of this that just, like, was probably so simple but hit me so much is that our skin is the largest organ in our body. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't generally think of my skin as an organ when I was learning about this, like my heart, my lungs, but our skin is an organ and it's also the most absorbent, right? It absorbs yeah. everything that we put on it. And that's why we have to really um, be cautious and careful and aware of what we're putting on our skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so antiperspirants, deodorants um, can be... Um, also chock full of a lot of these things and just being careful there's a difference between a deodorant and an antiperspirant Um, I won't take a ton of time there but I would lean away from antiperspirants Um, Mm -hmm. sunscreen and then even um, we are laundry products which we've kind of talked about a little bit already Mm -hmm. but those artificial um, smells fragrances that coat your clothes and if you add fabric softener and like the 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 boost the smell I can't even remember what it's called because I'm not using them you know those little (laughs) dryer sheets yeah Yeah. dryer sheets um when we say fabric softener really all it's doing is, is adding a second layer of chemicals into our clothes to make them smell good longer Uh um so they have that really fresh clean smell but um they're just sitting on your skin like we talked about the biggest organ and your skin is absorbing that and it's just something to be something to be aware of um Mm -hmm. so all of that to say why is this important like okay we all have toxins right but why is it important to reduce our toxin exposure Mm -hmm. and i've heard of it put as um, a toxin bucket you know how fast are you filling your toxin bucket Mm -hmm. and you can think of your body as a bucket and there's always things stripping in like we were just talking about all those um personal care products cookware plastic, all these things. I don't want to go back through all of it. Those are all filling our toxin bucket. And I want to be careful to say that God made our bodies in an incredible way. God did make our bodies to be able to process and excrete toxins. It's not like you come in contact with one toxin, you're you're done forever. No, God made our bodies to be able to handle these. But most of us, especially in the day and age we live, bodies can handle Mm-hmm. And that's when the load becomes a burden. Yeah. And the body will attempt to balance that by becoming inflamed as a defensive or a protective measure. And this eventually leads to other issues like we've talked about. And those will present uniquely in, in everybody, um, mm-hmm. different symptoms and things like that. So when we're talking about how quickly are you filling your toxin bucket, um, just 
there's so many different products that we use in a day that we may not even realize, be, from shampoo to lotion to makeup to toothpaste to the perfume that we put on to the air fresheners that we smell to our cleaning products, like we talked yeah. about, whether that's household or laundry, um, indoor pollution, just dust and different things, plastic containers, pesticides, insecticides, herbicides that we're exposed to through our food or just outdoor through chemicals in our yards, um, mold, water, and food quality and I know I just gave a very extensive list Mm -hmm. but and there's honestly that is not the end of it there's so many things that are pouring into our our toxin bucket Mm -hmm. that if we're not being careful it will overflow into these other issues and you'll start seeing symptoms such as sleep issues brain fog fatigue asthma or breathing issues hormone or fertility issues acne weight issues perhaps eczema so on and so forth and when Mm -hmm. we see those little things cropping up um, symptoms are actually a good thing it's our body telling us something is not right here and you need to change it okay it's not something to in my personal opinion it's not something to just find a medicine or a pill for that's telling it's a god-given thing to tell you there's a root issue there's something deeper something is overwhelming your body um so when you look at it that way as how quickly am i filling my toxin bucket you know or my Mm -hmm. toxic load um it's just a reminder that we can slow the flow down. We don't have to uh, just, you know, put our hands up and defeat. Yes. There is a way. And just as we might say, oh, there's so many things, they all add up. Small changes add up too. The uh-huh. dishwasher detergent, the laundry detergent. What you're doing is you're lessening the load and the burden that your body has to carry so that your body is more able to process and excrete those toxins that you are going to come into contact with. Uh-huh. Um, and so... I in no way want to be fear-mongering here. Like, there's, you know, it's terrible. <laughs> but because God did make our bodies yes. have a way to be able to handle these toxins. But are we also taking care to not add on more than God made our body able to handle, perhaps? And yeah. I did want to throw, throw a resource out there. EWG um, is a free online resource that you can, I believe it's EWG.org. It's the mm-hmm. Environmental Working Group. And you can type in everything from like household cleaning products to personal care products. I think they even do some foods. And they will give you a rating. And I, I'm not saying it's the gospel truth, but it gives you a good idea of where that falls on the toxin level. It will tell you. Like, I think Cascade, like, rates an F or something, which is failing, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to bash name brands here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be maybe take a couple of the products that you use every day and just say, I'm just going to check these. So I'm just yeah. going to see. Well, no, I did that with. Yeah, I did that with like baby wash and shampoo Mm -hmm. when I first had Eden and the brand we were using was like one of the highest for toxins and carcinogens and all this. And I thought, I don't want that on my baby. So that was one switch that, you know, I had to do a little research. I had to figure it out, but we made it. And now three kids later, it's just a natural way that we don't use this. We use this instead. Yes, absolutely. And 
I think at the very least, this will maybe can at least cause us to think. Maybe you've never heard this, or maybe you don't even agree with it. But if I could just ask you, do some research, look it up online, mm-hmm. find out for yourself, and maybe you'll still be fine with it. I don't know, but yeah. um, I would just encourage you to look it up. And then, so I do have some free ways, you know, doesn't take any money to reduce mm-hmm. our toxic load, and then some things that we perhaps don't mind switching maybe a little bit of an investment in that it's a change in what we were buying to something else mm-hmm. but first of all a free some free ways to reduce our toxic load number one i would say stop an effect on especially as women on our hormones and there are more natural options um mm-hmm. the different boutiques and i have made my own perfume and i love it i'm not a huge perfume person personally so maybe this was yeah. not as hard for me as it would be for somebody else <laughs> yes but on the same on the same subject of fragrance really really check what you're inhaling as far as fragrances go whether mm-hmm. it's candles plugins that you plug into the wall um, spray air fresheners um, so fragrance I would say perfume and what are you inhaling mm-hmm. um, another free way to reduce your toxic load is just simply to read labels and ingredients like we talked about yeah and from that you know make make a choice that perhaps doesn't have so many um, and I would say you can get rid of your fabric softener it is not actually doing that much for your clothes now everyone's yes. different you make your own choice here or you can just I have a fabric softener I don't think it's really a softener but basically it's the same function that we use mm-hmm. fabric softeners for um, that is extremely cheap and so easy so I would say just ditch the chemical laden fabric softeners and then this is really simple but Dusting and vacuuming your house regularly and opening windows is actually mm-hmm. an incredible way to um, reduce toxins in your home. And I've just mm-hmm. learned this recently. I'll just be the first to say I hate dusting, and so I do it <laughs> the very least that I have to, yes, right? I might be guilty as well. <laughs> but they say that opening a window for 10 minutes a day greatly reduces the toxin huh. load in your home because well, it's, well, think about it. God's yeah. fresh air that he created yes, is what so should be breathing. Right. And so just doing that can help clear out um, some of those toxins, but then also vacuuming or dusting regularly. um, We don't realize how much they can accumulate. And I Mm -hmm. am not the best at that, but I do open my windows every day. I open my windows every day, right? That's going to count for something. (laughs) So anyways, I don't know if I'll be doing that in a main winter. We'll see. Oh, goodness. um, Yeah. Anyways, that's a free thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... You're already buying products. Simply choosing a lower tox product over perhaps some of these higher, more mainstream name brand things um, really is not going to cost you extra, whether it's in personal products or cleaning products. It's simply a switch. And then lastly, I would say as far as toxin load is trying to reduce your plastic use, um, Mm -hmm. especially as relates to your food and anything that's heated. Um, I've switched to using, my husband makes fun of me, but like mason jars and glass containers. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times that's free. You just save the jars that you, your food came in and um, that's absolutely free. And it's really not any more hassle. You're putting it in one, a container either way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as some DIY, what can I do? Um, 
for dryer sheets. So we talked about that. Wool dryer balls I have found with um, essential mm-hmm. oils work fantastic. If you yes, do I've want been using clothes, those for years. Yeah. Yes, if you want your clothes to come out smelling fresh, I love peppermint. That's probably my absolute favorite. But even lemon or a drop of lemon on one, peppermint on the other is just so fresh and like invigorating yeah. coming out um, that I actually I way prefer that now whenever I go to someone's house and like maybe they do use dryer sheets or whatever it smells so strong to me now <laughs> yes. have you noticed overpowering that? yeah yes as I've gotten away from some of these products when I come back in contact contact with them it's like wow how did I how was I using that? It's just so strong. And then my body's yes. saying no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then fabric softener, um, white vinegar, which you might think, what in the world? Vinegar. It smells awful. I promise you will not smell it when it comes <laughs> through the wash. And then I also add a couple, I just get a big mason jar, add a couple of drops of lemon essential oil to the top and it makes it so fresh and clean smelling. Lemon mm-hmm. is an incredible cleaner. Um, and so is vinegar and then laundry soap like you talked about earlier it's actually incredibly easy to make Um, I make a gallon or two gallons in like two or three minutes or less and Mm -hmm. I just keep the products it's and it's only four ingredients I believe Um, I just keep them on hand and I basically never run out of laundry soap, which is amazing. It's just washing baking soda, soda, washing soda, Castile soap, and some essential oil. And I'll be honest, this is one of my first like big um, ditch and switch sort of Mm -hmm. items. And it was because my daughter, when she was a newborn, she had really sensitive skin. And I tried the more baby natural things and even natural options. And she would still break out. And so I was like, you know, researching and looking at all these. And I saw this recipe that I use now and it seems so simple and like really cheap. I was like, Mm -hmm. does this really even work? And I tried (laughs) and it worked. And I was just like, that actually worked? What? And um, we've been using it ever since. And, you know, I tweak things here and there. But um, just seeing that natural options can be just as effective. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we think, well, I guess I'll use a natural option, but it's probably not going to get the job done. Yeah. But something I've found amazing, and it makes sense to me, because God created this world <laughs> that we live in. He made these plants and these plant-based soaps that I'm, you know moving towards yes god didn't make anything subpar yeah Um, we as man have tried to perhaps imitate yes imitate and and over you know outdo but Mm -hmm. what god gave us really does work yes um so laundry soap really easy to make dishwasher tablets like we talked about um so those all use essential oils. So I did want to give an option with no essential oils. And I will just say, and I use them with my essential oils as well, but mm-hmm. baking soda is literally a superstar of natural living. Like you can use it for so many things. Scrubbing, like you don't need Ajax and all those things. Just sprinkle a little baking soda in the bottom of your tub. Let it sit. And I use a, an, a plant-based cleaner and I'll spray it on top of that. Let it sit. And it really gives it a good clean. But you could mm-hmm. even throw some vinegar on there you know take you back to your elementary school science project days it's <laughs> yes. gonna fizz and it's gonna bubble so you know what it's doing it's eating the dirt away yes um and you just give it a good scrub it's amazing what baking soda and a good um 
good little bit of elbow grease will do yeah. on pretty much anything. You can use it in a fruit and veggie soak. Um, it's also a great smell neutralizer. So like on my mattresses and pillows, um, every so often, I should probably do it even more, I will take baking soda and add a couple of drops of lavender, especially for my beds, because that's just mm-hmm. really calming. Or if I'm feeling like it really needs a good smell neutralizer, lemon or peppermint, and you just mix it in with a baking soda, sprinkle it on your carpets or sprinkle it on whatever you're wanting to do and let it sit for a bit and then vacuum it up. Um, mm. It works fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then also vinegar. Vinegar is a great smell neutralizer, whether it's in clothes or other things. Um, so honestly, there's so many things are an alternative to these mainstream cleaning products and care products that we see um as far as skin products i have learned and this probably sounds crazy how to make my own lotion Mm -hmm. um with shea butter coconut oil some essential oils and things like that and it works great and everybody has different levels of sensitive skin and different things like that and obviously i'm more careful what i use on my face than the rest of my body but if you're willing to um just put in a little research, you will definitely be able to find. And I, I'd be happy to share um, some of these things that I've, through trial and error, I might add, <laughs> found that work and, and don't work and so on and so forth. But um, Also, this is so helpful. So if people want to reach out to you, where is a good place to find you or get some of your resources? Absolutely. Well, I guess I would just go with Instagram. Um, okay. Yeah, my Instagram handle, I guess you call it, is Rebecca yeah. M. Grant. But um, I'd be happy to try to help you whatever way I can. Yeah. I try to share things as I'm learning them and um, what's working for me. So awesome. I would be happy to answer questions if I can. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, you know, I was telling Becca before we started recording this, a lot of Simeon and I's research and just kind of thinking twice about our home and different things in our home kind of started in 2020. Um, And it really just came back to the idea of stewardship. We kind of looked at so many aspects of our life and our home and our children and just asked, how can we be the best stewards of what God Mm -hmm. has given us? And you know, we didn't ask, how can we be the best stewards of what God has given so-and-so? You know, we were asking for our home. So that might look different from family to family. But for us, we were responsible for the kids that God gave us, the bodies God gave us, the home that God gave us. And we wanted to be the best stewards of that that we could be. So we started praying through that and researching and learning. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about learning. I think we should be learning until, you know, the day that we die. There's so um, many things that we can just, so much information that we can get on these different um, topics. And so that really set us on a path of reassessing some things in our home and, you know, just really trying to be wise stewards. And in that process of stewardship. You know, we we came to a lot of these things that we really wanted to try to keep our bodies healthy, keep our kids' bodies healthy and strong so that ultimately, so that we can do what God has created us for. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of in the big, broad purpose of of all of this, um, just trying to, to, like you said, God created us and the world the way that He did with 
perfect and all wise design and just embracing that and trying to apply that to the stewardship of our bodies in our home yes absolutely so awesome well all of this was so helpful um you know i shared with you too so much of this like I knew in in chunks and I've implemented things in my home, but I didn't have like a succinct, easy way to present this information. So you did <laughs> such a good job. Oh, I don't know that it was succinct. I was probably rambling everywhere, but basically read labels. Yes. <laughs> look at what you're using yeah. and and look to more natural options. You know, I sure. found things that work for me. I'd be happy to share, yeah. but do your own research. So you'll find other things as well. So yeah. And I love that just take baby steps. If you listen to this and it's like, this is something that I think I want to tackle in my home more, you know, just start, start in one spot, start with your dishwasher or your laundry or your perfume, you know, if one little thing and start yes. making changes. And what I found in my home is that one little change led to another little change and another little change. And it, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it was this huge, big overhaul. It was just, you know, we're going to toss this and we're going to try this. And over now almost two years of doing that, I love what we're using now versus what we were using before. I've seen the benefits in our own home and family. That is such a good point, Brittany. Yes, it is a a step-by-step journey. You can't, I think just mentally, you can't wrap your mind around (laughs) it and change it all at once. But then financially, let's let's be real, financially and um, realistically, yeah, start in one spot and then just go from there Mm -hmm. and pick pick the area that matters the most to you and, and go from there. Awesome. Well, Becca, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's helped me and I know it's going to help many others. So thank you for being a guest with me. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.